Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Dope Rapper and good homie of mine, Fast Life Wooly out of Philly, Pennsylvania. He actually uh, just dropped his debut project, John the Baptist, which has some dope tracks produced by like Camouflage Monk, Nomsk, some dope artists. Uh, there's 13 tracks on it. Uh, he has visuals from people like New Vegas Films. And uh, it's really just a project worth checking out. Huey P. Art did the album cover, too. Um, you can find it wherever you go to get your music. And you can find out more about Fast Life Wooly at FastLifeWoolyOfficial.com. Let's get back into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Checky. Check, check, check. Oh, that sounds great. Looks great. A real fucking Western mass beautiful background this looks like hateful this does look like hateful eight like the backdrop and hateful eight if it was snowing and shit you ever see that movie nope it's like a tarantino movie with like eight people trapped in like a shed in the woods in a snowstorm and they all kill each other and that was the movie we watched the only time i tripped on acid but right before i, I got Try almost got robbed, and then we just watched a movie about eight people locked in a room while we were locked in a room. It was like the worst movie to watch while you were what tripping, year? bro. Shit, twenty fifteen, twenty seven, maybe twenty seventeen. I've never done acid after that. <laughs> Again, we're talking about hallucinogen. I was like, we're not gonna do it on the podcast. Started we started it off. Uh, thank you for doing this. We're of course. In the wilderness, you're going to see turkey vultures. Is that what flew by? Yeah, turkey vulture, you know, because they keep flapping their wings. If they don't really flap, then you, it might be a red-tailed hawk. See, I, like <laughs> that's some shit you knew from growing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not shit you like, That's an eagle. That's like, not nope. the shit they <laughs> teach in Fitchburg. <laughs> it's like I know so much useless information about, like, what, like the Cape. Or I guess that's not true. My dad would tell taught me how to build a lean to once, and I was it's like, all I, "I live in Fitchburg. I need to no build a lean to. I just need to know not what to not what to say around certain people." <laughs> yeah, that's a you're a comedian, right? Yeah, I said fucking. I didn't. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Uh, welcome. I'm just blabbing on. Welcome for the podcast. Thank you so much for doing this. But yeah, I didn't know CK mean Crip Killer. So then I was just talking to this crip and I was like, whoa, man, don't like Louis C.K. us because he adjusted his belt. And I was like, that's some shit I should have known beforehand. You got in trouble? <laughs> he like pretended to check me. He's like, you know, I'm a crip, right? You can't say C.K. around us. And I was like, shit in my pants. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. And he just started dying laughing. That's good, though. Good content. You're out here in the wilderness living. It was funny you were talking about beforehand the like western mass artist journey which i didn't even like i don't know i I didn't even think you would go for something like that because i thought that was like a singer songwriter type shit you know yeah i feel like it's just the trans the transition like we we're talking about before the transition of you know uh, us embracing hip-hop whatever was just the continuation of the music scene for us at least you know what i'm saying to yeah continue the the paths that we had seen before like what you're saying dinosaur juniors and just 
even like Stained, Killswitch Engage, I mean, Orchid, Hoax, like there's a billion bands out here that we looked up to. But you came back here after you said you were out living in L.A.? Yeah, I've lived New York, L.A., but they're all small stints, you know what I mean? I, I disappeared to a city for a while, do my music thing. It usually comes when like I'm getting a big opportunity to be at New York, L.A., and then do my thing and get burnt out, come home, you know what I'm saying? And get back to, when I get back here, I, I love the music I make for sure. But I've been making some cool music in Jersey too, you know, lately when I've linked up with Subject and Papo now, that's, I'm in Jersey a lot right now. So oh, I'm, are they out of Jersey? Yeah. Because that project you guys put together yeah, was fire. Yeah. Looking. Yeah, that's, that's been the big inspiration. The Dirty Designer shit's been really the push lately. And it's just been a good team lately. You know, it's been like, a, feels like an all-star team, you know, linking up two different sides. Our whole circle over here, the Dark World thing, and then 2004. And it's just like a nice little marriage right now. How did you guys link up? Um, it's been years now, but like my brother, Weird Dane is my brother, He's my little brother. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he found subject online somehow. Um, I think Tony Seltzer also is early on finding them. And from there, we just sort of like stayed in touch and they came to Boston, played a show. I popped out with them and then kind of, it felt like fate. Like my girl goes to school right now in Jersey. And uh, so I ended up in Newark, you know, so I'm in Newark right next to them. So I'm like, damn, I already know these guys. Let's get to work type shit. And Papa was ready, you know what I'm saying? And Subject is probably the best producer in the world right now to me. And a lot of people say that, you know. So you guys knew each other for some time. For a couple of years, just like through online, always respected their art. We used to always love their, you know, their mo movement. And, yeah. And they were, once we linked up, they were really showing love to me too. Well, you were saying that there wasn't really like... um like no need for like a city, like a like the end. What did you say? Like the internet is uh, the internet's the city. Now. Internet's the city. I mean, so there's probably need for a city for some people, but the way that I move with it, and like you do too, like you go from city to city, do your content, your interviews, experience the place, the culture. That's all I need. I, I would rather go from city to city than stay in one city right now. But you always come back here, just because yeah, this is home base for me. So I I, I think my whole thing is don't give up on home. You know what I mean? Especially in the suburban culture, like of growing up, a lot of people are just like the mass, especially you're like, I want to go to Cali. I want to live in Florida. You hear that all high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I, we just didn't, we didn't give up on this place. But that's what I think I was trying to compliment you beforehand, before starting, which I don't think I did a good job of is which you do come back here and you do rep Western mass very well and proper, but you don't have like, the sound that's out here you try to experiment you go to different places you and that's what i really respect is that you do show love to your home even though you try to like go outside of it yeah absolutely i think bringing the coolest thing is bringing this culture to other cities and they accept it and like it because we're all more similar than we're not you know so what's the culture what's the culture of here yeah of just you know, the, the kind of mix of the, the, at least my culture in my town is more the mix of the collegiate and the rural, you know what I mean? And that's sort of like where our money comes from. And it was a rural area, but now it's, you know, pretty much taken over by the college, like we were talking about, but we're some of the last locals. Sound is to me, here. I just look influenced by like, I don't even, I'm not like I'm reading these books of like Walt Whitman or, yeah. you know, Faulkner, but like, that's just a culture I feel like that was instilled in a lot of people in Massachusetts, just that like intensity, you know, and like 
So I look at it like that when I'm talking about Emily Dickinson, Robert Frost. These are things we're constantly taught about. I'm just trying to be like the rapper that, you feel me? And then it's like the mix of the college and the, and the um, rural, like in the natural world is like powerful to me, like in my art, in a sense, it's almost like Appalachian. We're at the top of Appalachia, not over here, fully over in the Berkshires, truly, but culturally in some ways, you know, once you get into the hill towns, you start experiencing that. I went to middle school in the hill towns up in Charlemont. So I was, you know, in a bluegrass band up there, you know, and, and that's how the school works more. You're seeing a wagon wheel. It was very cool. So those things are instilled in a lot of people in the hill towns. You know what I'm saying? Down to Amherst because, you know, it's all mixed Yeah. to an extent. And then, you know, then bringing that rap stuff, the Hampton County and the influences that I had growing up coming out of Springfield and Holyoke as well. My friends who would come from Springfield and Holyoke moved to Amherst. So there's just, and there's also a great diverse amount of people in Amherst that comes from the college. So, you, you know, you might mm -hmm. get a little bit more of a taste of a city in a, in a way than being in the hill towns. It's a little more diverse for sure. Do you, how did you then find your, your like style, your lane? Because it was funny, you were saying what, like uh, you were in a bluegrass band, yeah. you were doing punk before. Was that what you were, you were, were you in a punk band or you said you were in bands? Girl? Band. Yeah. Almost like new wave type bands. I've been in bands since I was a kid. It goes really. But you deep. said you wanted to be, what, who did you compare? You said you wanted to be the rap game. William Faulkner, Walt well, Whitman, yeah, uh, Thomas Cole, Emily <laughs> Dickinson, you know, yeah. Sylvia Plath. What do you mean by that? Like, is that something you really do? Like, it's just put the aesthetic, your... man. It's just like that real, like, you know, it's an ancient, weird, not ancient, but this is a weird place with the 1700s buildings and the mills yeah. and the small streets. And, the, you know, it's just, it evokes certain feelings. And then when that hits the, you're from Fitchburg, so, you know, like, that mix of industrial and natural is yeah. bizarre, you know, and it just really evokes a lot of feelings out of a lot of people artistically out here. But you were the way it does it for me. You feel me? A lot of people yeah. who make folk music or funk or reggae or um, tons of noise music. Obviously, I'm not even talking about that. Like, and then hardcore. You know, we got everything, but not just Amherst. It's town by town. The colleges bring it all together. But you were saying, all right, like you were. It, it's funny how you described that as like the time, like the no jumper time, the like SoundCloud time. That is very different. So it's, so it's different. cool for me to, um, where, oh, that's fine. It's cool for me to hear that you want to be like the Walt Whitman of rap, but you make a style which is completely different. That's why I asked like, oh, what about this? Like, how did you find that? Find what? Your style in that. It just took years and years and years of, trying and chipping away and seeing what works and what doesn't work. I wasn't as good a rapper when I started. I was more of a producer. I started as DJ Lucas, obviously. So I was like producing and making beats, kind of DJing for a lot of other rappers. And, but then I was just like, man, I'm in New York alone. That's when that really started. And I was like, bruh, I'm a rap on these beats. And they were trash and they were crazy, but people liked some of them. And I was like, word, started getting some good. Why did you start rapping? Just cause you could. I, I, always wanted to be, I was always a vocalist in my bands. I was always like, you know, a talker and I was always loud. I was annoying. So like, I, I want to be a rapper, you know what I mean? Some Is that what your dream was like always? I wanted to be a um, artist. Like I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know if, at one point I thought, you know, 14 or 13, I wanted to be the singer of a band. But by the time I found Lil Wayne and by 17, 18 coming around, I'm like really in this rap mindset. I'm like, yo, I'm going to figure out how to get in this. So it started with producing. And booking shows on GarageBand, and, and also just it speaks to Western masses diversity of of thinking of music, right? So like, like you could do a show with a noise artist, and then the noise artist would book my boy Louis Go, and I'm, you know, 
DJing for Louis Go or maybe producing for him or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm in his crew. You feel me? Like that's one of the first people who really put a battery in my back at locally. Louis Go. He's a, a great older than me. He's still out. He's doing crazy things right now in New York City. He got a scallion pancake sandwich that went viral. Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, everyone knew he gonna be a star somehow or one way or another so <laughs> i gotta go on that pancake sandwich. but uh yeah he really had the town in like a headlock for like a whole year two years like umass kids fucking with him greenfield westfield state mm-hmm. high school so that was cool when i saw that i'm like nah we could really do something so then from there the dream never stopped pretty much but i guess and then the- we had our whole other thing on the side but when i was accepted into their thing it was like nah some hip-hop shit you feel me like yeah okay some hip-hop shit like, this is dope but you i guess the bottom line of what i'm trying to like and i'm sorry for not being clear with it but it's like you speak with such like love of western mass not even just in the music but just like talking like in the conversation like what you know about like you speak very highly like i don't mean trying to sell it in a bad way but it's like you want people to understand what you see in it but you in which you rap about too but the style your medium is so completely opposite of that okay like so my whole thing about rap is like locality so like i liked rap because a lot of things but one thing i liked about rap was the locality of it in the sense that i knew you where you were from your flow like all right i know you're too short E40, all them, they're from the Bay because the way they flow in and their accent. Um, Texas, same shit. Scarface. I remember there's an early album I got, right? On my block, the one where he's in the in the mirror. I just knew on my block. Like I'm I'm from the iTunes era where we I bought hundreds of songs in the iTunes store. You know, oh yeah. From, I remember Amherst, right? I remember I, iTunes once deleted every song I bought. And I just remember how much money that was. And it was probably 200 songs or something. Oh, but like my parents were like <laughs> Cause my parents are, are art, you know, people, my dad was working in the booking shit. So he was probably like, yeah, you pay for the thing, you know, cause he's from the CD era. You pay for the CD, like you support them. Mm-hmm. So when LimeWire came around, we got it, but that shit like aired our computer, our, our family computer. My dad was like, nah, we're not doing this. So I was like, word. So we used to get them iTunes gift cards for like Christmas. Or whatever, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or buy hella songs. So anyway, so you were, that's yeah. how I start to like detach from my parents, like taste in music and start to get my own taste in music. Cause like iTunes. I can go in, I can go buy. So my brother is younger. He's finding like dilated people's Kanye, uh, most deaf, um, Danger Mouse and Gemini, that kind of music. The more like art. That was the first artistic. Okay. And then a little bit of like atmosphere and Eminem and that kind of stuff too. But my dad like always kind of thought Eminem was cool, but like he never really like got us the CDs. You feel me? I'm like real young and like it's hard to explain. Like I'm just, you know, when you're the suburbs, I'm commuting to school kind of far. Like, I don't know. I, I would just listen to music my parents gave me. You know what I mean? Until about third grade, fourth grade for sure. And then once I'm hitting record stores downtown, I'm in Amherst. They feel comfortably walking around downtown now. Okay, I'm going to Newberry Comics and going crazy. And the dude there is slipping me clips. I'm buying Lil Wayne, but he's like, nah, you got to fuck with clips and the Neptunes thing. So it's like random little cool people that just put me on the little shit. Like, but you're talking about like the sound, the locality of it, which. Okay, so, the, so the, oh yeah, I'd be rambling. The, <laughs> I do too. We're the, both so stoned. <laughs> the locality, bro, is like, okay, so I start noticing shit like that, right? That's that's where it starts for rap for me. And I start noticing shit like Lil Wayne and he, he just talks about where he's from all the time, Magnolia and Eagle Street. Right? I, I really listen to Wayne. Like, 
talks about where he's from and all that shit. Like, 14th Eagle, whatever he's in, Times of Medieval. Like, I just, that's, Lil Wayne's my favorite rapper, you feel me? So it's like, he's my favorite rapper too. The way he packaged it is to me like amazing. And that's just how I wanted to package the suburbs, the reality of the suburbs in my suburb, right? Which was Mass, West Mass. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yo, I'm in the interview. Let me call you back. That scared me. I was like, cars don't make that sound. Prius does. <laughs> the Prius does. Um, but yeah, so locality. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk about this area crazy. I'm about to go crazy. So I started, I was a kid, just talking about little shit. But I couldn't rap well. So if you listen to my old music, 2014, 15, all that little first Lucas Mansion one, I'm like talking my shit, but it's like, I'm not a good rapper saying some little shit i'm also like mad depressed like on zans like ooh, like that era you know i'm trying to say more like soundcloud world actually on zans yeah yeah but like like i thought i didn't know if you meant that type of music yeah like i was one of those kids like you know what i mean but just like the little era you feel me Mm -hmm. and then um so i'm making a little like zany music type shit you know go listen to it but uh i was always talking my shit but then just you know life goes on Oh, that's early. That's 2014. It's 2022. Like I'm, I'm talking about. That's, I'm 20 or something, and I'm 19, 20. Then I'm just boom, clear-headed. Pretty much after that era, like 22. I told you, like, LA, going there. You know, running out of money, that kind of shit. Just like getting home. That's when I just sunk my. T- I'm like, nah, I'm a rapper and I'm a mass rapper. Like, fuck these cities. You feel me, like? Because you do, re- the, the, you know, it is funny that you say that because I, like, I got so many great relationships, you know, because I, I know that yeah. I got with it. And so it's like really some artist shit. Like, and I just appreciate. Like, I love Wayne so much, but I never even realized, like, it's funny how different people get different things from their art. So you get that he's repping his home so much. Yeah. And that's not even something I, Wayne's my favorite. I never, like. It isn't rep, it's not about repping, but like, it's about like just talking about talking it. Just about it. It's my experience. Like, but that a lot of people, like especially suburban people, they don't they feel like they don't got much to talk about because they don't got custody. It made like, me smile when you fucking bullshit, mentioned Lemonster in a song. Yeah. Their life, bro. I was in Brooklyn and I had this song 25 Bleeps and Creme de la Creme and them songs. And they were like, all the people in Brooklyn, my homies, shout out Penguin, Perp, John Cletta, like they all were just like, bro, you are dope because you rapping about summer camp fool. Like you're rapping about some, some suburb shit. We're from Brooklyn. This shit, a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, word. I'm going to tap in. Like, this works. Like, yeah. I'm going to not let go of that. Like, you know, just little, you know, you just. Yeah, because you're repping the, because why would you be something that you're not? Like, if this is. I got Odd Future for sure, because Odd Future definitely made a lot of people feel like they could, like, rap. So, I mean, they made us feel like we could rap. But that's because you love this area, and that's what I was trying to like. I, I, I was. It's like, oh, it's cool that you rap about it because, like, even when you're not rapping, you speak the same way about it. Like, you are who you are on the mic in real life. Like, that's when you find your. And do you think you weren't a good rapper back then? Like, um, yeah, I wasn't. I just wasn't a practice rapper. I didn't have a good delivery. My lyrical like base was similar, but now you know it's like anything. Like, I'm now. I'm like, uh, I'm nice. But then I wasn't because you put your I wasn't time like, I'm the best rapper then. But you know, I've just chipped away at it and had many mentors and you know what I'm saying? Saw a lot of We were just talking about this before where it's like 
consistency it trumps all. Like if you just keep, it doesn't matter if you, how good you are in the beginning when you start, because no one's good when they start. Like if you mm-hmm. start and you keep doing it, you're better than 95% of people. I, I Now, when I see a kid come out with his music, I'm hyped. But it's like, bro, I'm more hyped when I see you three and a half years later still making music. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like, can you put the time in? Shout out little South. I got to because my dog has been out here. He's from Amherst, South Amherst. I grew up in South Amherst too. So that's home side. And he's been out here forever. He's still out here just doing his thing. And he's still making better music than he's ever made. Boom, boom. That's, that's what you do. You don't give up. Motherfuckers think this shit come overnight, you know, and they get, I grew up in that era where we were disappointed. We saw a little herb and all them blow up at 16, bro. We were like, oh, we are 18 already. We can't be rappers. But bro, you just keep going. You just keep going. And it's a salute, you know, but everyone has their own path. And you what kept you and this, yeah. What kept you consistent on, on this, like on rap? Like if you I didn't be out this shit, I gotta prove it to everyone. Like I don't gotta prove shit to myself as far as like this is serious or not. Like this shit is serious. This is all I was bred to do. Like my parents, like the way people have sports parents, I had a music dad. Like, you know, like he made me do music. So it's like he didn't make me not like sports, not like a Jonas brother. I don't know if that they have that song. But you know what I'm trying to say? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. some shit like that, but like he was like not he was rap, just mad cool, like. Not rap, but he wasn't mad about it. Like, he just maybe didn't understand it, but now he gets it because I've tied it all together. Like, you're talking about Walt Whitman with it. So it's like, you kind of can't notice but now. What, what kept you consistent? You said you were trying to prove to others, but yeah. like, what, what is it that about? I'm nice. That I'm just nice. I was like, bruh, it's like rap shit. It's like competition shit with rap. So I just got into the real rap shit. Like, I was in the, you know, I was in like a different kind of music setting. And then when I got into rap and really like started, pressuring myself and being real with myself i was like bro i'm gonna be nice like did you feel that way when you were producing not really i just wanted to be involved that's like to be involved i'm a team player too that's what people don't know about me you know because the rap culture is so much like oh i don't want to ask this person to do this or that but bro, i'm a team player anyone who starts working with me realize i'm a team player because it's like i had to learn to be a team player i wasn't always a team player you you know when you start getting a little clout and love you don't know how to break bread correctly you know what i'm saying but now I know how to do that shit. So it's like, I'm a team player. So uh, nah, it wasn't always about me. Like, even now, bro, I tell people, like, I'm on my, you know, you've seen the Kanye documentary? Yeah. The mm-hmm. dude put down the camera to go fuck with Kanye. I, I'm like that kind of fool. If I see something going crazy in Springfield, I might put down my mic and go fuck with that and help them, you know? So it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to put on for West Mass, period. Be it me, someone else, I don't care. But it's just cool. We got, we're too cool to not be involved in rap, man. Pretty much. But that's I just turned my mic off. No, I feel you. I, I feel you. And the team player thing and the rap thing, I think it's the same with comedy, where people think when it's one person, like it's that one person on stage. It's the one rapper, the one it's like there's only one spot when you realize no, like if you bring people into it, there's not a a, a number of a, a, a certain amount of slices of the pie you know what i mean like i mean it's just necessary too that's because you said all right you said like you got a little bit of money and you didn't have that mentality on that yeah i mean not like real money you know what i'm saying like getting show money this and that just being greedy with it like yeah i'm I'm real i just bought everyone a meal but that's not it you know what i mean you got to get people paid you feel me for their artistic shit you feel me for real do you go back and look at that time like with like what would you go back and do differently with that Zero, because I was just a kid, bro. And I, 
it wasn't that serious. Like it was just regular shit, just moving around, being an artist. But now it's like, I'm still young. I'm 28, and I'm trying to be a different kind of boss. It's not about me having millions. You feel me? What is it about? It's about putting on for West Mass, like I said, and just being connected to the story. Another page in the book. That's how I look at it. It's just the story, the book, good or bad. It's pretty much the book. When you left, like when you go, when you go out to L.A. Do you know that you're gonna come back in West, West Western I'm Mass, or West do you Mass. try to like? Even in West Hollywood, I keep a Western Mass. Who's DJ Lucas? They don't even gotta ask. So that was the mentality there. The Western always, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to. What am I gonna do? Go rap about something else? But a lot of people do. I'm not. Yeah, Zero. keeping it weird. There's no keeping it real for me. It's like. That's keeping it real myself. Like, that feels wrong. You watch the old fader thing I did. I said it feels wrong to lie. Like, I don't lie in the raps because it's like, I'd rather keep it too real. It's too relatable. And you said something, and I'm going to, I don't want to mess up the bar, but you have some bar where you're like, I do it because it, um, shit, I think I wrote it down. Let me try to pull it up because I don't want to mess up the line that you said, but it really stuck with me. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna get bitch. It's therapeutic. I don't do it for the glory. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do it for the glory. Now I don't. I but think I think it's and it's also like you know a lot of people like feel like they never had that satisfaction, which I can understand because I've had like like write ups or whatever and things like that, which are definitely like feel crazy when you're a kid, especially or if you've been chipping away at music for as long. It's like it's this shit wasn't overnight for us either, you know. So it was like four or five years of chipping away, you know, in the community, touring. I've been touring since I was like, you know, 16, 17, you know? So it's just like, I, yeah, now it's therapeutic. This shit is not for the glory. I did, I have enough glory. I yeah. Have glory, bro. I, I, I say shit like that all the time, bro. Like, I say it. I ain't worried about making a fan because I'm worried it's already too big. You can tell I'm paranoid as it is. You see, as I chew his toothpick. Yeah, because yeah, I like, I don't need all that, bro. We good. It's weird. I do this, like the conversation, because I have to. Like the reason I like chip away and I might be focused on certain things is because I really do want to like know the things I ask about. I don't care if people listen. It's almost weird to me that people listen to it because it's like this is like a a journal for me you know what i mean like i don't feel a connection to any place as a home i moved around a lot i lived in fitchburg i lived on cape i lived in pepperell like i don't feel a home so when i like really like pressure you on like why 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 it's because i i don't really care about what people listen and it's like i myself really do want to know like damn someone has a feels a connection to a place like he asked me where i'm gonna move like i don't know i don't feel a connection to any place so that to me i feel like lost in that way like i feel it's good because i can go to buffalo and get something or i can go to philly but it's like damn i don't have a place that I feel at peace energy wise. And so when I, it's like, damn, what is that for you? It's just cause you were born here. You love it. But like you come here, back, where were you born? I was born in Brigham and Women's. Oh, okay. Boston. Yeah. But you, you grew up, the, you grew up here and like, uh, yeah, I grew up here for sure. Like, I mean, this is my shit. 
and I grew of age here, you know what I'm saying? I grew like I learned my lessons here, you know what I'm saying? Like I this is my place. This is my home. Yeah. You know, you're gonna live here forever. Here. My parents are here now. Everyone's followed my family. You're gonna stay like you're on the yeah, J, like you're on the J Masker shit. You're gonna hell stay yeah, here yeah. for yeah. Oh yeah. And it's do nice. you think a place like do you feel like a place like Amherst? If not here, like somewhere close, you feel me? So yeah. like, I just like the you know, yeah, like the the lifestyle for sure. Of just like chill. It's chilling. I like the houses. I just like the nature. Nature, yeah. I like the weed. <laughs> I like the people. I like the bars. I like the post office. And does your like and you feel like you have your music gets respect here? Yes. Has it always? Yes. Hell yeah. Honestly, yeah. And that must be a big thing for all uh, uh, why. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people out here. Not everyone, you know, but yeah, I get, I get more love than hate. So, and it doesn't even like, it's like, it's, it's to the point where, yeah, I get, you know, stop fucking every day like out here if I'm outside like that. And it's dope because it's not just, oh, cool, but it's like, oh, I know your brother from the high school. <laughs> you feel me? It's just like you, it's too small. Yeah. So. Because it's the opposite. I the the for me, and I don't. I don't even. I sound. I'm gonna sound like uh, weird saying this, but it, it's true. I didn't get love. Like I got hate for getting success in the like Boston comedy scene. I and now that I have success in other cities, they're starting to they're starting to respect me more there. But that's kind of weird for me. Like, it, that's why it's like, oh, you rep it. They loved you from the beginning. That's cool. But it's like, damn, they didn't even like, I was ostracized for getting success or having something successful in the beginning. Like, I, it's, I don't even like rep the Boston comedy scene. You know what I mean? It's like, so that's cool to hear. Because a lot of people, rappers that I've talked to are like, damn, you don't get love in your city until you get love outside your city. I mean, I got more love here once I got love outside the city, for sure. That's for sure. But, man, I'm also, yeah. How did, what was your first, like, uh, first thing that got you major, like, got you love outside of the city? Uh, Fader. Fader article. And what was, how old were you when that happened? Um, 2016, I want to say. Like these boys in the woods are making the weirdest music or something. It was a nice little tagline. But uh, yeah, tw- how old was I? Born in '93. 2016, I was 22. How long had you been making music, uh, like rap, like DJ Lucas since before that? Yeah. DJ Lucas started. DJ Lucas started, I want to say, like, I did, I had, like, other names and stuff, you know what I mean? But then I was always making beats. And then DJ Lucas, I want to say, was, like, 2011 or 12. I can't fully remember. Went mm-hmm. to Hampshire College for a semester. That's when I was definitely DJ Lucas. I would DJ. That's what I, and everyone was like, DJ, DJ. Yeah. That's when it started. That's when it madness started. And then I made music from, like, yeah. I've been making DJ Lucas music since 2012, but I've been super rapping DJ Lucas since 2014. So it was like two years. I started Lucas Mansion series in the fall of 2014. Yeah. That, so that's two years. 
of rapping but four years of and longer with music oh, so yeah, it's like longer. that's yeah I mean, but i mean to us it felt we felt old but we were just kids but you know we felt like we had been so involved for so long which we had been we've been in you know playing shows in new york and stuff since 10th grade damn really in punk bands for sure and different kinds of stuff and me DJing for all sorts of like eccentric different kinds of and groups coming out of West Mass for sure. What do they say? It takes like 10 years to be like an overnight success type shit. Yeah. For you ever right. hear that? Or yeah. it's like, but yeah, no, because now, now I should be going crazy on TikTok. They just banned me though. They keep banning me. They banned you from TikTok? They banned Why? Me like second time for like, bro, they'd be saying violent extremism. I'm like, bro, what the? From fuck? what? The Prius, apparently, bro. <laughs> the Prius too fucking, it's too intense. Know, <laughs> I was so happy to see you pull up in the fucking Prius. <laughs> I pulled up in my grandma's Volkswagen Bug light blue convertible. It's beautiful. We got a ghost ride, <laughs> ghost ride the Prius and the I Volkswagen. Can't I can't remember say it, uh, but someone was saying about Lil Boosie, like he was the first rapper to be like, maybe not the first rapper, but there was, he was the first rapper they heard to be like, yo, I got the green Corvette or whatever. I got the green, you know, yeah. charger and pull up in that shit in the music video, like saying it and like that. I don't know. That spoke to me. That's you with the Prius. Yeah. You got two Priuses, bro. I mean, it's like if, man, it's like, it's like they say, like, it's like a character on a TV show. They wear the same outfit every time. <laughs> yeah, but you, you don't, you could pull up in two different colored Priuses. <laughs> That's the opposite. You You have a different Prius for every day of the week. That's yeah, the dream right there, there soon, right? Soon. I get the Prius lifted. Any one of them do that. I'm free, yo, get spinners on like that, frog, shit. Bro, that shit. Awesome. Yo, I just saw that Pimp My Ride was fake. What do you mean fake? Like it was all scripted. Like it was like, um, like none of it was real. Like it was like an NFT. Like it was all. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain to me what an NFT no. is? I think is I've asked. I don't know. I think I've asked like twenty people, and no one can explain no, to me like, what an so NFT like, is. Um, is it like, uh, like made like with like animation? Like is that you're saying it's fake like that? Really? No, 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 no. I mean, they made the cars. But it was all scripted. Like the people who needed their cars redone were all actors and shit. That's crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Doesn't that... I think they're all fake. All the reality show shit. Yeah. But Pimp My Ride, they would give those people cars that you would never want to drive ever. Did you watch that show? Yeah, of course. But, you know, it's been a minute. They would put fucking, do you want to talk? They would put fucking like, you have an ice cream shop in the back of your fucking minivan. Like they would do crazy shit to the car. But it was all fake. Because I guess Tiffany Haddish was on it. Word. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> it blew know. my mind. It blew. I pimp my ride. I thought they were really giving these people the fucking. Yeah, I'm, bro, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> You're pimping your Prius? I was watching Arthur, bro. <laughs> I was watching Zoe 101 until like seventh grade. Yeah, that's a little too late though. You sure, watch bro. it though. <laughs> At the, I kept oh, watching them once the, they were getting like nicer cameras and shit. I was still watching those shows. So. Ned's Declassified was dope as hell. I, yeah, I like being a kid, bro. That shit was fun, bro. I was like, <laughs> and also, bro, that's what it does to you being out here, bro. Well, I'm going to fucking private school in the hill towns for middle school, bro. But there's no. I had to find hip hop, you know. I mean, you were still wearing your floaties in high school. Yeah. Stuck with Zoe 101. <laughs> that's, you know 
I don't know. Ned's the cause. Zoe's no one. At that point, you're like, these chicks are hot. There's like a point. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, I wasn't thinking about it that way. That was still in my mind. I'm like using it as to stay young, bro. We still believe like in Santa Claus. Lipstick on her. Yeah. I'm trying to stay young, bro. You're still like putting cookies out for Santa yes. Claus. Exactly, shit, bro. I might, you might catch me still. Cookies out. Is he wear the like the put matching pajamas and shit? The, zi- the zip up cookies. <laughs> Yo, get Santa fucked up. Oh, fuck up his whole night. I feel like Santa's more of a drinker. Fucking like drunk driving on the fucking Word. with the reindeer. <laughs> what type of drugs does Santa do? Comment below. This chair is so uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm sitting on this fucking. I'm gonna break this shit. This shit. <laughs> I can't. If anyone wonders why I'm off, it's because I'm on a fucking. On a cooler. I'm on this a cooler in the Prius. I keep thinking it's gonna explode. No, I think Thank it's okay. you. I people should know. You the, wanna go look at the battery for me? <laughs> I'm checking that we're still recording and shit. Yeah, good. Yeah, if you uh, open the door and just look on the dashboard, there should be a battery. Oh, that's kind of good. <laughs> I'm so scared. And this shit's wet. Well, you're yeah, you pulled that shit out. You pulled that shit out of, like, the fucking high grass. This was thrown together. This is... Have you ever been less comfortable in an interview? No, no, it's good. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I'm not good at interviews. I'm good at talking, but interviews, I guess something I'll have to I'm not good at interviews either. I don't know why, bro. I'm good at talking, but I'm like, people like, when people say, like, why? All right. Why do you think you found success? I guess it's just not giving up. I'm just a lazy motherfucker, like a lot of people. Not that I'm not that I dropped out of high school. I went to college for like a, a, a semester, a semester, some community college. Wasn't always good at finishing things, you know what I'm saying? But I was gonna finish the DJ Lucas shit. That's what I decided. Ooh. I used to like be the kind of kid who just turn off a video game. Not if I was losing, I wasn't really like that bad a sore loser, but it was more just like if I was playing a one player game and I was just mad, like okay, whatever. I'd never go back to it, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm the same way, like, yeah. Like it was too hard. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's how teachers would say, like, yo, if some shit was too hard, I'd just be like, yeah. So now I'm trying, this shit, when it's too hard, I'm just keep going. You feeling for sure. You spiritual at all? Not really. I'm a Quaker. Grew up Quaker. What does that mean? You were saying, John was saying that earlier that there was a Quaker meeting house that he wanted to go to. Yeah. yeah. I don't, what, okay. I don't know what it means. means. Um, I don't mean to be ignorant. I'm Shout sorry. Meeting for real. Now, Toby. Um, I grew up at Wellesley Friends meeting when I was living in Boston earlier. You know, Boston Ring. Not Boston, you know. I was living all over the place. Alston, Arlington, Lexington, Needham. My mom grew up in Needham, so my grandparents lived there. And so I went to Wellesley Friends. My grandma worked at uh, Wellesley College. And I was like, I think a librarian. I'm not sure, but I think so. And... uh being a Quaker is pretty much like big thing is like nonviolence. Like I'll say that's like the biggest thing was instilled in me. Like there's a nonviolent attitude. Like I talk shit and I'll yell and all that, but like 
And Quakers will yell. I'm sure some Quakers yell, but it's you know it's 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 not like some ex people see it as extreme. I guess the most extreme thing about it would be the nonviolent attitude, in some ways. But yeah, uh, it's pretty much you. The difference is like you don't really have like a pastor or like a preacher. It's more like a a clerk. My grandpa was the clerk of the meeting house. So is there a god? Um, yeah, kind of. And you get a Bible, but it's more like God is like the holy energy that is within. Yeah. And we're back. back. I don't know what happened. You started talking about God. And he spited us. He spited us. He, he was like, nah, you can't talk about us on this podcast. We're uh -huh. restarting. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> At least he didn't delete the whole file. Thank no, God. I do. We're not deleting the whole file. No, you were explaining to me. I. It was just uh, you were explaining to me what the God entity was in Quakerism. Right, so I, yeah, I always just grew up like believing in in something, you know, believing in like how a lot of people say that Quakers pretty much belief is like a nice little constructed version of that, in my opinion. Big thing, nonviolent. You know, there's a history of like Quakers being active pacifists. I think maybe inherently they are to an extent. Obviously, I I am, and you know that's how the Quakers were brought up but on paper you know like couldn't go to war little shit like that quaker's got a pretty interesting history in america um, are there any other quaker rappers uh, i think chris crack is a quaker really i think so oh wow because i i, I Have you, you've never music, met, someone you? hit me up like i would post online like i'm the quaker rapper you know what i mean I'd be saying <laughs> yeah. on twitter someone's like what about chris crack i was like who like then I did my research and I was like, oh, I grew up on Tree. Like you remember MC Tree? Yeah, no, I grew of course. Up on that. Like, super Chris Cracks, uh, yeah. Tree, bro, one of my favorite rapper producers ever. So then I was like, oh, what? This is all a thing. And then Chris Crack, I was like, I reached out to him, like, yo, we need to make something one day on some Quaker <laughs> shit. And Wiki went to Quaker school. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even real. That's how like it's ignorance, school, you know? Friend school. If you see something, friend school. I went to Cambridge Trend School and I was in the Boston ring, like I was talking mm. about. So I grew up when it came. And they teach school. you nonviolence. They... I think I can't like fully specifically remember at the school, but you know, you have silent meeting, which is like our worship where you're just quiet for like the adults are quiet for like an hour, 45 minutes. It's like pretty long um, when you go to, you know, there's a Sunday school kind of thing. He's doing a 10 day silent uh, meditation oh, retreat. Nice. Yeah, that's some that's some West Mash for sure. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, I can't be silent for like forty five minutes. Like, that's dope. I should build so much patience. I haven't done that, but I would like to do that. I'm sure it'd be hard for me. Yeah, I meditate, and see, I we we're talking about when I broke through on DMT, I got super spiritual super and i still am and i still like meditate and i still like but, but there, there was like a it was a life-changing event for me and then i kind of like the more you get away from uh experience like that the more you lose the like energy behind it you know like you remember the memory of it you don't remember the actual like happening mm -hmm. and of course, so memory is crazy right so now i'm like i'm spiritual but I, before i was like preach you or not preach you with if i wanted everyone to experience like you wanted you were, you were trying to 
preach the word of God, you would exactly. Yeah, you. Well, you said you were something. Jehovah's Witness. You're saying you were no, going no, door no. Like... I was not going door to door, being like, do DMT, do DMT. Right. You'll DMT meet Buddha. Jehovah. Yeah, I'm a DMT Jehovah's Witness. I'm starting my own religion <laughs> instead of birthday. Go crazy in Central Mass. <laughs> yo, I imagine. <laughs> You said you had a spirit Fitchburg on my people out there, man. You said you had a spiritual experience last night. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so driving back from the bars, go seas. Celtics won. We over there. We're going up. We having fun. And then that's how little I know about sports. I was like, what seas? And I was like, oh wait, the Celtics are playing. That's cool. But you got some. uh... These are Benny shorts. Benny, Benny shorts, the but, butcher. Yeah, but I they look these. like basketball shorts. Boy, and I got the Jordan. I, like I got the I got the whole basketball. Dude, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I was like, I'm just opposing. The basketball on me and the Charlotte Bobcats. I'm just opposed. I just wear the Griselda merch. I want to hear about your spiritual experience. Okay, so boom. But one quick one quick story about yeah. how I'm a poser about merch. For sure. I was on stage. And I was wearing a West Side Gun t-shirt that happened to have Chris Benoit on it. And I didn't know who Chris Benoit is. That's how I'm a po- And this dude was starting yelling at me, like, how can you wear a Chris Benoit shirt? And I'm like, who's Chris Benoit? And they're like, he murdered his family. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be wearing this shirt on stage. It's not that deep. Talking about your spiritual experience. Well, you usurped your drink. Um, my spiritual experience was just driving home from the bar. Uh, you know, not I'm not drunk. I'm a slightly buzzed and uh, to an extent. And it's been hours watching Celtics. I'm I'm not a bozo. You know, I'm not. I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna continue to drink. Yeah. I get home. I do my regular thing. You do. You know, in the Western Mass. You drive from the bars. Life. And. <laughs> I like the explanation. We both know. I get a car behind me. And I'm in UMass, which is the worst case thing to do. And I'm being an idiot. Um, you should not be a UMass at night because there's just weird cops in there. If, if In the summer, do not go through UMass at night. There's cops in there. They're like technically stadies, maybe. And then anyway, I'm just like, that's oh, not a cop. I keep going. Boom. Blue lights. It's not the car behind me, but the car behind him or them. And Boom. Pulled you over? Pulled them over. And I kept driving. And I was just like, whoa. I didn't even know I had to be paranoid, but thank you. And then, because, you know, I'm very not paranoid in my town. And then I, I, I was like, I was like, like, kind of like, thank, like, like, I was a little buzzed, right? So I'm like, very good looking God or whatever. Like, whoo, cross my heart kind of thing. And then I'm like, fuck that. I'm a Quaker. I don't thank no God. I'm good. Boom. I turn on the radio. It's that Elton John song. He's like, everything's a human. Pro- pro- every problem is a human. Re- bro. <laughs> I'm like, it said some shit. Like literally, like I was talking to myself in my head. And then I turn on the radio. That should just talk to me. But then at first I'm like, you know, it's the new remix of that. I think it's going to be a long, long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He says something. The first lyric. I have it. Like, look at my phone right now. I searched that shit last night. I was like, "Did he really just say that? Like, everything is a human feeling or something?" Like, every. Uh, I wish I, I gotta. I gotta look at the. Look it up. Yeah. That shit blew my mind. I pulled into my house, looked up the thing, and was just like, "Nah, that's some manufactured like pop bullshit." 
You feel me? Like they tricked me, bro. It's <laughs> yeah. like a Budweiser thing. Like you driving home, you're like just broke up with your girl. You turn on the fucking radio. Your girl broke up with you. Whatever. Turn on the radio and there's the song like, and she's supposed to be next to me in my jeep. <laughs> and you're just like, bro, this is too perfect. And then people just be like, that was God. But it's like, bro, that shit was the pop radio. <laughs> that was Elton John. Yeah. That wasn't God. That so was Elton John. My point is this: I'm still fucking with the Quakers. I believe that God is everything, and every yeah. And I think that that's the realization I had from my Quaker spirits. That is pop bullshit. <laughs> it's not. Elton John's Wait, I, I lost you at the end. I thought it's all pop bullshit. Yeah, like all that, like back and forth in my head. That's, oh, the that's like the conclusion I came to. Like there were so many different, you know, things that seemed. That's why Incredible, I don't listen to the radio. Like, you put you put on your own music in your car. I was like, damn, bro, the cops <laughs> pulled me over. I'm like, man, I think it's going to be a long, long time. What the fuck did he say, though? Let me look it up. Um, Yo. Elton. Oh, uh, I can't even. Oh, my God. The story about you, Mass. <laughs> I look like such an asshole in this story, but. Sacrifice. But... It's Ooh. a human sign when things go wrong. So like what I took from mm, that was like okay I'm that, driving I the dude behind me gets pulled over whatever car behind me gets pulled over I'm driving I'm like thanks God then I'm like nah I'm a Quaker then I'm like turn on the radio and it's like when things go wrong it's a human sign like it was just some like all right like it's bigger than me mm-hmm. that's how I looked at that like fuck it's a human sign like when things go wrong like some some spirit was looking out for me. Then, but you don't actually believe that. Pop bullshit. <laughs> so, so that's not, that's yeah. your, your final thought on it yes. is it's pop bullshit. So my point is a spiritual experience can lead you to understand that there's some pop bullshit going on. <laughs> real. I feel you. That's where I'm at today. Like, no, I'm like, nah. This is th- I hope this makes sense. I used to write plays and shit. Right. <laughs> and when I would write play, they were put on in theaters. Like I'm not, I wasn't just like in my room, like, or I wrote plays and people would come to me and see shit in the play that I didn't even like put in there, like meaning behind it. Oh, of, course, of course. But it was already, they saw it in there. And that's so, that's, a, that's, the, and that's that pop thing. manufactured bullshit so? is because yeah. I just think that's art. <laughs> because from someone else's lens, they can see the meaning that you it's just a coincidence. Well, no, but that's not pop manufactured bullshit in the sense that you made a play and someone saw some meaning. I write raps all the time, and people find meanings in my mind. Oh, I didn't even mean to say that or like didn't mean it that way, but that's cool. You heard it that way. Like pop manufactured bullshit is to me is like when you just crystallize emotions purely to like inject into people through the radio, like. Oh, she's supposed to be in the mm. with me. Like, yeah. It's like like literally, bro, like country music, especially like in the early 2000s, but all the beer like songs and God songs, like it was just, you know, it was just easy. It was just boom, boom, boom. You know, so the radio is easy, crystallized stuff. That's why they don't want stuff that's too abrasive, you know. Yeah, because it's that's how I look at it. But what you were doing was just relatable. Mm. Just meaning because I feel like rap. I don't know. I don't know if you were doing <laughs> kind of play you were doing no like the music man <laughs> yeah i i just rewrote the music man word for word <laughs> but it took place in fitchburg yeah, the music man in fitchburg <laughs> beautiful so you believe in coincidences more than divine intervention i don't know what i believe but i know that i'm a quaker and i don't i have to like 
whenever I read up on like Quaker stuff, like what's so beautiful about it is there's like not that much in the sense that there's no, there's not much strict opinion about mm. it. And there's not like <laughs> much certainty. This is such a dumb question, but please is like, you know how they have like kosher hot dogs? Is that what like Quaker oats is? No. Okay. Quakers, like <laughs> okay. the Quakers were as a community taken over, like they would move around a lot and they founded a lot of shit, like on some colonial shit. They were just colonizing like random parts of Kentucky or Illinois or, you know, they had an encampment in Texas in like the late 1800s. Like they're everywhere. There's any, any state you're going to find Quaker, Ohio or Quaker, Quaker, Illinois or Quaker Point or Meeting House Road or Mass had tons of them um, everywhere. So and you, you were raised Quaker. Yeah. So um, that's why you see things like Quaker Oats, because like they had Quaker, I think like oil. Okay. You know, there's just shit like Quaker state oil yet, or like stuff like that. Like there was at one point a lot of Quakers and, you know, the American industry probably or whatever, like the industry. I just wasn't sure if it was like, oh, this is like a Quaker uh, backed product. I mean, it probably, I have no idea the history of that particularly. You know, like Chick-fil-A. That man on it is either William Penn or George Fox, who are like the early Quakers who came here. William Penn was on the boat that came to, I I think, Pennsylvania, Philly. And that's why it's. Pennsylvania, Penn, William Penn. Do you feel like you have a it's fucking vast knowledge of some crazy stuff? Do Just you a psycho, Brad? Just a psycho. <laughs> it's not that serious. It is though, because you are able to manifest that into something else. Yes, <laughs> that's a wonderful part of it. I like rapping, Brad. Yeah, like talk with rhythm mm-hmm. and just say stuff that's I why i like, say and then like i can't like i can say anything out loud but i can say a lot of stuff in music that i feel more comfortable like doing comedy than like talking in real life yeah yeah exactly hello i'm mark's friend okay my name is lucas i'm friends with mark yeah well you don't have permission oh, okay Hack over there. That stays free. Oh, oh, my bad. I was trying to find a chair. I didn't mean to. I didn't know that he didn't have access to that for real. I was just trying to find a chair. Okay, my bad. It's my fault. Move the car over there. Uh, whose vehicle is this? This is my vehicle. Okay. So it right there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Cool. Oh, wait. You're saying that you want me to leave, or you're saying that you want us to do it over there? Who's packing over there? That's his car. That's my car. Visitor parking is in right here. Okay, that's a visitor parking. You got two parking not here, not over there. No, I, I understand. So you can take that over that way. Here. Okay, but you're saying we could do it here, though. Do it over there. Thank okay. You. Perfect. No problem. Thank Perfect. you. Yeah, my bad about that, Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. And we're back. We are back. We're back. People know exactly what happened because <laughs> we got it on camera not much to explain <laughs> not much to explain we just had to move we had to move that away <laughs> 15 feet this way and now i'm in a worse position but we're good. all good well, the last thing i talked to man we've had a lot of <laughs> that was a spiritual experience right in there ways, yes. <laughs> i was uh, just about to tell the story about me getting too drunk at UMass. First, do you have any crazy stories at UMass? Um, like just more like messing around growing up, 
you know, we, we didn't like to go over there too much to like party because we were just like locals. So we like in the summer we go skate, you know, maybe do a little, you know, a little strange graffiti art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Public art. Yeah. Um, there was like some horse cops one time that chased us down on skateboards and the lady said, you know, we're going to have to reapply your freaking face. And I just, that always stuck with me. Wait, what? Because we were on skateboards going down like the main road in UMass. And I guess they're like, it's a, it's a, it's a main thorough, you know, way. Oh, it's like, I it's, thought they were like, we're going to have our horses stomp you out. No, 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 no. Like they thought it was somehow dangerous, but I mean, I guess it is, but like not really. Cause no, oh, okay. they're speeding through UMass. You ever have a fake ID? Uh, I didn't need one. It was like pre the machine era. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bless you. It was a different era in Amherst at one point. I mean, not that you could just like go to a liquor store and get something, right? Nothing like that, but. You find a way, right? Yeah. I just didn't know if you ever. I I, I didn't need a fake, a fake ID. I had the worst fake ID ever. And the first time I used it, I went to Olive Garden and I had, uh, it was 2016. I had, no, it was 2017. And I had a t-shirt that said 2015 high school graduate senior, like using my fake ID. I was like, I shouldn't have worn this shirt. Yeah. Did they, did it work? It was Olive Garden. They don't give a fuck. Shout out Olive Garden. I shouldn't have used a fake ID at Olive Garden anyway. <laughs> Why are you IDing for a blue moon at Olive Garden? I uh I drank a bottle of tequila and we the whatever just the statue of limitations is up on the story. <laughs> we broke in to one of the academic buildings and threw like a rave in a classroom. Stoke. Yeah. Like that's basically what happened. And I was so drunk. That was like, oh, no, I need to sit down. So I'm walking down the hallway trying to find a door. And finally, a door is open. And I go in and I just throw up everywhere. Yeah, not in the trash can. Just And this dude comes in after me and turns on the light. And it was a teacher's office. Wow. And that was Friday night on a long weekend. So it just sat there all weekend. I told you I wasn't going to look good in this story. No, no, no. no. It's not, I'm not like mad at you. <laughs> but it's kind of awesome. But I ruined that. I, I really hope that teacher was a piece of shit. Bro, you got the same Bev taste as me. You got Spindra. This is the fancy seltzer. Nice polar I want some. Oh, look at the. They get the real crotch shot for this, for the uh, change of episode. That's what you get for dealing with. He definitely has bodies. In there. <laughs> He's like, get away from there. You'll smell the dead bodies. <laughs> no bodies. Just, hey. <laughs> One time we were uh, trying to set up a whole music video on top of like, you know, when they, they stack hay um, to preserve it, they put like tires. You ever see that with the tires mm -hmm. on top of the big like canvas whatever I actually, material i said yes but i've never seen that if i was nodding like i, I said you got hay and you got to keep it like from getting moldy or whatever the frick with the rain so you put the the canvas over it like a big tarp let's say thick ass tarp and then and you know it looks like a trash bag kind of and then you put tires all around i don't know why these tires but maybe it's just a good heavy? weight and yeah. it's and it's whatever it's the water or something it and there are tires that no one uses yeah anymore, it's yeah. just whatever that's what people use so anyway we're up on we got on top of one of these things with all of our gear we were trying to make a music video up there and the guy comes out and he's like you fucking idiots like your drum thing like your drum set's just gonna poke right through my tarp like you're just gonna ruin all my crops like we we're like oh shit oh, like but luckily we got off without breaking anything we were like <laughs> but he was cool honestly but he could have been like 
he could have been like really mad like yeah that he had a good reason to be mad so you know well, you, you learn were, things when you're you've a kid you be doing cra- you just do crazy music music videos in crazy places yeah 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 so you got to be careful though you know like, yeah people, it's like people's livelihood but you know we'd be trying to <laughs> capture it I no like. i feel you yo when i did the uh podcast in the project hallways in the bronx like people think it's like a backdrop you know what i mean they don't mm-hmm. think that we're actually there you know what i mean when someone watches it they're like oh you have people blocking it off so you can record there Nah, there was a fucking crackhead who came in trying to sell us jackets with the stolen tags on it, like during the podcast, because we're in the hallway. Like Word. when you do that, you deal with the locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that you guys got to see that just now. That was awesome. I'm happy that that was some real old school gamer shit. <laughs> some real and local, it, local, local people. Yeah. But it's cool because like I like that a place like this can exist where he's here and you're here and it can be harmonious, you know? Hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just about being patient. Yeah. It's really about being patient. And that's that Quaker thing. Y'all just saw the Quaker in me. Just like, all, right, all right. All right. It's like, not about, like, I don't got pride. I don't got to be gangsta. <laughs> like, what? Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, no. Whenever, dude. Whatever makes the whole situation the most amicable. I'm just thinking, like, yo, let's continue this shit. Like, okay, I'll say it, and I'm not going to cut it for a clip, but if people have made it this far in the podcast, they can know about the... I recently, a couple days ago, cut a clip from a podcast with Flea Lord, and um, in it, I am talking... Uh, we're talking about rap, big rappers he's worked with, like Ghostface, Bun B, Trey the Truth, like all, all of these, and Cormega's on that list. And so I put it into Instagram reels because they do the captions for you. And it's spelled Cormega's name, Cormac. And he, I'm not going to read the message or whatever, but he messaged me very angry that I uh, misspelled his name. And I apologized to him. I could have been like, uh, who can't, you know what I mean? But you have to come out on top, like the Quaker thing, but the like being nice always gets you out of a situation more than being a dick. Like, I apologize. I went, I'm so sorry. Like, this was what happened. I should have been more aware of it. And he was like, man, I appreciate the sincere apology. That's what he said. Yeah. And it was like, why would you ever be a dick of it? Like, yeah, it's it's helpful, man. It's really helpful to just, you know, everyone has feelings, bro. I'm not like this Quaker shit is some stoic shit, but that's not like I'm like that all the time. Of course, no, I have no, feelings no. get angry, ups and downs. But that is always, you know, to 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 not instigate is to just to just to just yeah just to make it better amicable because you see people who and it might be that they are dealing with shit but they their first reaction is to anger or the first reaction is like people are trying to fuck me over or whatever and it's like i don't know you ever read the four agreements Mm -mm. you ever read the four agreements one of them and it's very simple but it's don't take anything personally Mm-hmm. And it's true because you don't know what people are like dealing with when they come into a situation. So like if you come in angry, like I try to diffuse the situation instead of like if someone comes at me angry, I'll try to diffuse it instead of raise the stakes. You know what I mean? But when yeah. I was younger, I would love to raise the stakes. Yeah, no, that's why I like the Quaker thing because it definitely instilled that like don't raise the stakes violence. thing. Yeah, e- yeah the ego thing, because I feel like I'm. It's sort of like you're just part of this Quaker thing. And the older I get, the more it's like, all right, these. Did you, you know, ever have a point where you stepped away from it? I mean, yeah, like I just stopped 
when we moved from Boston to Western Mass, I really didn't go to Quaker meeting as much growing up here, but it was just so instilled in my family. Like my great grandmother, who I was, you know, able to meet and be around, she died at like maybe 97, 96. Um, she was a birth Quaker, you know, her, her name was Haworth. And so the Haworths were like a really early Quaker family that emigrated to America. And so I had like deep shit. I can just look up and just look at cool stuff. So I always felt really connected to that family. Went to the Haworth family reunion and my grandpa, my grandmother, who's still alive, they were practicing and they lived in the meeting house and my mom grew up in there. So it was really instilled into me. But now I just love representing Quaker stuff because it's such a positive thing and such a cool thing. And it's not like a you're going to live here for the rest of your life. I don't know. Hopefully, if I can financially, like getting expensive, not necessarily Amherst, you know, what I'm saying I'm not totally sure. I have no idea what the future holds, you know. We'll see what happens. You ever think about what type of old person you'd be? Old rapper. Old rapper, man. I want to, this is all just to build the fact that I'll be able to be an old rapper. You want to be an old rapper? Yes, bro. What's an old, like, rapping like 80 about? 80-year-old rapper, like, like look rapping crazy. about, like, fucking CPAP machines I'm already on my shit. way, bro. I'll be wearing Merrill's and Patagonia vests vest <laughs> and just. Rapping about fucking shitting yourselves in AARP. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'll keep it real, like. I'm lonely now, like, you know what I mean? Like, all three wives I miss my, died. Like, yeah, like, I miss my parents. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm no, an old man, sad. like, at the bar. Like, what does it all mean? Like, I'm so you old. You want a rap version of Piano Man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Isn't that what that's about? He's rap, just at rap, the well, bar. Okay, there you go. Exactly. He's just at the bar, man, 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 Piano Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm with that. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm with that. Now I understand that's when you're already like, a rap I want to be the like. That's already a rap song. Uh, the like Walt Whitman. That's who you said of or all the names. I'm not going to remember the names you said, but even though I knew who they were. But let's go. You can't do that young. You have to be like yes. an old, sad yes. alcoholic. To yes, do this that. is all just the precursor. <laughs> This is all the precursor. You're gonna have to pick up a drinking problem. Yes, yes, all sorts of problems. <laughs> all sorts, yeah. Yeah, freaking, I don't know. Driving, I need some DUIs under my belt. Like, <laughs> you ever think about? I I think about what type of old person I'm gonna be. Yo, and the sun's coming back out. Let's go, man. This is how it goes. And I always think about who, like, I think about different rappers or artists or people. I'm like, what type of old person are they gonna be? Yeah, I'll be thinking about that shit too, but that shit's, that, I feel like that shit'll make you old to think about. But also, I like looking at old people and being like, what type of young person were you? A lot of thinking. I mean, <laughs> I'd be thinking, bro, but that's a lot of thinking. That's too much thinking. I, maybe, maybe I'm more egotistical than, that, than you. You're like looking at old people like, I look at old like people imagining. like, were you cool? Were you cool? No, yeah, or are you I'm just like, always a piece of shit? Nah, I'm like, just driving around like, am like, I cool? Am I not cool? <laughs> like, I'm the opposite, man. Well, that's, that's the thing. Rap, you talk about yourself. I'm more like, Word, yeah. I want to know what type of young guy that guy was. I feel you. You just want to analyze everything before you analyze yourself. Exa exactly. Now you're analyzing me. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to move locations and it fucking shot back up. Like what? Like, what was he? You think he was like, he's probably the coolest guy around. He's probably fucking every, all six girls in his town. <laughs> he's probably sent off to war, killed some, killed some foreigners. He Word. came back and he just has that Traumatized. shed. He just has that shed. All he wants, his wife. Oh, you're talking about homie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder what he was doing. I have That's no what idea. I mean. What type of young person was that? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna even you think he was to... a rapper? Definitely not a rapper. <laughs> Definitely not a rapper. But he was he was cool. He, he came was, in hot. He he's came not in gonna hot. be listening to the podcast. No, no, no. I'm not worried about that. If he found this podcast, I would shake his hand. <laughs> shake, I, I'd be like, wow, you need to know what a podcast. You could have shook his hand before, bro. He was showing love by the think, end. I don't think so. Yeah. He was love. I love how you were like, we're not doing anything weird. And he's like, I didn't. You got to tell that. these people, bro. Maybe, yeah. Like, what's going on? Well, bro? it was funny because you were talking about, yeah, we were like checking the doors. Uh, maybe like, he didn't see it. You probably thought we were breaking in. But we'd be the worst robbers ever if we yeah. set up a camera after I'm the open, robbery. Yeah, it's just the, you gotta be. That's what I said to John afterwards. Our my new thing should be you rob a place and then do a podcast right in the location afterwards. It's <laughs> a good idea. Imagine. Well, I'm not gonna say that's a good idea on camera. <laughs> I'm not. It's a bad idea. <laughs> I, I misspoke. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great though? No. We're here at the Louvre. We just pulled off the biggest art heist of the century. So, your top five influences. It's not going to make it that long. It's going to be, <laughs> That's it's gonna gonna be cut be short. The most viewed one episode ever. I wouldn't consider it an episode. It's like, oh, there's a wasp on a flower over there pollinating. Oh, shit. Imagine it's a honeybee. Yo, that's a horny-ass bee. You ever see, like, bees on flowers? What time is it? Like, what time can is you? It? <laughs> it's sexy. He's out late. Damn. That wasp is out late. Maybe he's getting a second one. But whenever I see bees pollinating and shit, I'm like, can you not masturbate in front of me? Like, Art. <laughs> stupid. It's stupid as hell. <laughs> Will I ever say that? You got me, though. That? You got to laugh at me. <laughs> that it was, was an honest laugh. I just came up with that on the spot. Will I use it on stage? Probably. But it was written here first. Do you sit down and write your shit? Or do you do it when it comes to you? I We're do. getting back into the serious questions. I do both. I do both. I do a little freestyle in the in the thing, and then I do a little writing down the bars. You have a bar. You go. And I don't I, know what to write about until I'm in front of a mic or something. Yeah, like yeah, for that. sure. I'm not like yeah. I don't be. Then I just kind of like take things and. That's when I said we were talking about know, you man. feeling lazy. I feel lazy because I can't force myself to sit down and write. But I'll go to a mic every night and try out material. But like, I wish I could just force myself to write for an hour. Word. Like I'm very bad at that. That's yeah, where no, I'm lazy. I record is. all the time. That's one thing I do. I I do, is that I go into mother freaking studio all night, be yelling, screaming through the hallways. Just like you have like a home studio and shit. Just confusing people in my building. I've been doing that for a decade. Do you still produce your own shit? No, it's all mixed. Mostly other people now. But the coolest thing is like most of my new beats are from a, uh, not subject but sub, from out here. I mean, Subject, obviously, that whole dirty designer and stuff. And me and Subject got shit coming. But got another kid named Sub, too. Goes crazy. He's from out here. Got my boy Marco. That's where we're at right now, his spot. Marco makes beats. You know, so I've been able to collect a lot of Western mass producers lately. And then I got all sorts of stuff. I'm just down to open to work with everyone. But I'm going to try to inspire locally. Continue to. Because the more, the merrier. The more it's spread and more influential it gets. And these kids might have cousins that are young and look at them like, oh, they're making beats. And. I can point to this DJ Lucas video with 20,000 views and show it to someone and they'll take it seriously. Oh, my cousin made this or right. Just shit like that. Like I just, it's all one big, there's many more opportunities. That's, more possibilities. that's why work I, with more people. yeah, that's why I love uh, Griselda. It's cause I don't have like a connection to Buffalo before that, but like 
they re-inspired a city like Buffalo. And when you go there, it's like everyone's trying. It's now everyone can eat because it was like, no, we're going to put on an area that might not have had the love before. No, absolutely. And if you don't go outside, you don't try to get the biggest name from somewhere. It's like, no, we're we're trying to put on here, right yeah. here and put on what we're trying to do. For me, I'm just doing my thing. Like, I never think of myself as like, like there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm the West Mass rapper, bro. I'm, I'm it. But it's like, I'm not the, there's a history of beautiful music here famous music that made it to boston to new york yeah. to worldwide between all the bands i named earlier and so much stuff you know maybe there hasn't been as many rappers there's definitely been a lot, a lot of rappers in springfield and other places to go hard and tour and do satisfying valuable things but uh it's exciting for me to do to do that as well to be honest and just continue that legacy of western mass stuff and i like i like that how did you get in contact? And this is what I, with Bruiser Brigade. Shout out everyone shout out in Bruiser. Shout out everyone. Well, but. I'm, yeah, I've never said this on camera. It'll be cool. Like um, the first momentum I feel like I ever got was Danny Brown. I opened up for Danny Brown when I was like, I want to say like 2013 in Northampton at Pearl Street. Wow. It was Kitty Pride, maybe. So whatever year that tour was. Oh, 2014, wow. 2013. So it's Kitty Pride, Danny Brown. And I opened up. And I don't know if it was that show or a show where he had played before, maybe even years before, but I gave Skywalker a Dark World hoodie. And that man wore a Dark World hoodie. And there's probably 10 pictures from different shows throughout that tour that he wore it. And so I was able to like always have these pictures of Danny Brown on stage with Skywalker behind him with a Dark World hoodie on. So people were like, what the hell? Like, that's dope as hell. Like, so we were kids though. Like, this is like 2011, 2012. So it must have been the first show he came. And then the next time they came, I opened up for them. Like, I had finessed it through the booking agent at the club. And I was just DJing. I didn't even rap at that show. I was just DJing on stage, doing some like fucked up DJing. Like I used to pick up my controller and shake it. And like, <laughs> I, I've yeah, done all sorts of experimental things. So that was the Bruiser Brigade connection started there. The spark was always, and then Black Noise produced my biggest song. One of them, Ballerina, looked like Jumpman. Shouts out Black Noise. Helped me in my career. Immensely. I didn't even know Black Noise produced that. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's like another sneaky. Shout out. I would just saw him on tour with, um, Earl yeah. yep. and Action fucking, and Boldy, yeah. They're all going crazy. That man, Rob, Black Noise, is my fucking dog. He's mad fucking cool. Shouts out to him forever, man. That's my that's my dog. It's my heart. But, uh, yeah, so that connection grew in the Bruiser Brigade. Things just been real natural, bro, with us. Like, in me, it's just been really warm. And then I, I was able to go out there recently with my uh, papa and sub, and we locked in at the house with... um uh bruiser wolf Ray. bruiser wolf is amazing i love all them, j-u-s ray quentin ahmed all those guys Shout out yeah. all they're amazing i can't wait to so hear we it. got some stuff coming and re oh my god yeah some yeah no there's some stuff in the you know in the vault i mean i can't wait to hear that because those dudes are my like yeah man bruiser wolf Bruiser Wolf is so fucking good bro all of them though like all of them are good that rated some shit with, well, with, Fat Ray's a legend. Hand, he has shit with Black Milk. Like, no, yeah, he's no. fucking, he's a legend. JUS is a, JUS fucking engineered atrocity exhibition. Like, word, I, I gotta, Quint, read, I gotta read up on all them. Cause like, to be honest, like I did was just, yeah, like they're amazing. I'm, I'm learning yeah. as I go about a lot of stuff, you know, there's so much hip hop, but like, I, I already know what's going on with them. Like, it's not even about the affiliations. It's just the vibe they have. No, it's like, not at all. It's about like, I didn't have to know. I'm in there. I'm like, oh, I got the utmost respect. You and that me? house is such a good. And I know, of course, yeah. I have no pieces and bits and pieces, but 
I don't know everything about, about anything. Swing? So it's like that shit is uh, <laughs> the sex swing. Yeah, bro. Shit. Danny Brown is like a five thousand dollar sex swing in this house in the living room, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" He goes, "It's too loud." He starts banging. Like, I've never been able to fuck on this in my life. He's banging it. It's just in the house now. Nah, shout out to them. They treated me like family for real. So. I'm going out we there next week. Yeah, I'm going out there next week. Those are my dogs. Those are some amazing people. That re- helped re-inspire. I mean, I'm not going to say re-inspire, but like put a battery in my back. We just went out there, popped out, and just got that love. There, You know, so we we going. That's team. That's gang. Like, And I love. Kept like, us pushing more and more for the book. Like I'm saying, just good relationships for the right reason. Well, off good artistry, man. It's not about nothing else. And it's through. You can work, Western Matt. Like, shit, yeah. you were. It was cool. I, whatever but like cool seeing you roll with wiki and i know he's like on that shit it's just Hell yeah and the bruiser brigade shit it's like cool how everyone can work simultaneously western mass new york detroit oh, we got it like right now it's new a good Jersey. era right now you, yeah. you're catching it at a good time like a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of love being shown a lot of realistic attitudes and motherfuckers just that new clip you posted is crazy like over the... So we got something right now with our whole extended family and whole thing right now. It's just love. And I feel like you can... Yeah, because you have your own style, but it works. Like, you did over, like, a, a Detroit-style beat. I feel like you yeah, posted yeah, yeah. a clip those. a couple days yeah. ago or something. That was... All sorts of... I'll do, I do every type beat or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that Detroit style. You know, I just think the you tempo... You Y and J? Yeah, of course. Coochie man. Yeah, yeah, of course. I love that. I love him, bro. I mean, like, <laughs> like the kind of music I listen to really is more like, yeah, like, like right now, listen like Rich the Factor from Kansas City. Like, I don't know him. Yeah, like he's just like, it's like riding music. Like, I don't know. I just listen to like, Rich I, the I guess fa- I'm historically people up. call it like maybe trap or something more in that world. But like, I listen to that kind of stuff more. Like, and I, I'm a real like head for searching shit. So I'm gonna find like, Fitchburg rap, Boston rap, Rhode mm. Island rap, Maine rap. I'm going everywhere. I'm looking everywhere, especially New England, but I'm looking everywhere. I know there's not a city you can tell me that I probably might not know some sort of rap thing connected. You know what I mean? I'm I'm the same way. I love that's why this pie I just have a love for it. Like I just want to yeah, find it's just my like, era. This is our era, like the way motherfuckers like it's the, the way I looked at it, like yeah. yeah, like that punk shit is dope as fucking is still valid and amazing. But I was just ready to be like, bro, this is my shit. It's what I love. Like and I want to be an archivist of this as well and not just a rapper. I want it to be like a... What do you see your future as being? Just being helpful forever. Just being helpful. Right now, I think it's more like egotistical time for me. Like, I got to be my rapper, get my young years, get my little thing going on. But the future is more like figuring out ways to... It's not give back, but just pop some other artists or it's maybe fun. have a podcast or maybe make a motel or, you know what I mean? Something to be helpful or maybe be a teacher, maybe whatever the fuck it is. Like, I don't know. But just being helpful. As I get more matured and older, I'm just like, you know, want to be helpful the... every day. No, no, I want to rap and all that. But like, there's a lot of free time. You feel me? When you're a rapper, if you're not on a label, you got to figure it out yourself all day. And I'm, it's only too, so many, you know, I, I don't got to do everything all the time. You know what I'm saying? Shit's whatever. It's funny you say the egotistical shit because I feel like you're not an egotistical person at all from the conversation off camera, on camera. Like, all you do is want to help and put on for the people around you. Is that is that something that you've developed with age or is that just who no, you are? No, it's always like that, yeah. My dad, uh, it's funny, but my dad always said, I've said in other things, but it's so great. It's like My dad told me after my last band broke up, World, shut up, you already know, um, 
we were so we were dope you know and and he after we broke up my dad was like don't don't start a band start a scene you know what i'm saying like don't start another band start a scene because it's like he was a musician so he saw like what you need is a community to back you you know so well for everyone wants to be a rapper everyone wants to start a band everyone wants to you know but you you can't really put the energy into that. You have to put the energy into everyone else first. So my thing, I was making beats. I was doing this and no one can tell you otherwise. I was just boop, boop, boop. But I was always still, it's about dark world. You know, so we just never gave up on that. Even if it just looks like this, like me rapping now, I guess. But What is the meaning behind dark world? Just that. It's like, it's like help. It's like um, create a scene to help. Me. It's like, pulling the art out of normalcy you feel me like the the casual like the inherent just being somewhere like suburban like we give a lot of suburban kids hope in the sense that like maybe everyone hope but like the sense that you feel like there's nothing there it's cultureless or something but it's like cultureless is a culture man that's beautiful for real i think that's (laughs) man and now it that ties together everything that I've like everything that I I've tried to that it makes sense the music the who you are now it, like it does make sense yeah, yeah. and that you're always in the dark world that's cool I don't yeah the name dark world is just from a Yu-Gi-Oh card and a, little, <laughs> a rather ominous name but uh, the name has nothing to do with it was more like we were just like yo we gonna make no, something that sticks dude this podcast is called bucked up and they just wrote about me in harvard like yeah it's stupid you go. As hell. Like, that's dope it's stupid that's a dope as, feeling. you know like the name is yeah, the name didn't represent the, the the morale of what we were doing but it's, but it's the the feeling behind it it comes through yeah yeah and i think when you're doing shit for yourself that's when people really see yeah for sure man thank you for doing this hell yeah this is dope man, as this fuck. is dope as hell legendary this is legendary we got some legendary footage on this thank you gang check out his shit dope as hell thank you john zayats thank you Shout for john. Hmm. peace out everyone fucked up yeah 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 y